my name is Violet and I'm obsessed with all things personal development. As a life, health, wellness, and meditation coach, I love empowering you through difficult seasons of life so you can venture and live a life you truly love. Join me as I cover topics on health and wellness, money, business, work, great relationships, not so great relationships, love, loss, family, achieving those beautiful goals, creating balance in life, growth, and so much more. Consider this your one stop on a shop for a little happy hour blended with your personal school of life. Grab a drink, get cozy, and get ready to be challenged and inspired while you learn. This is the Venture Love Podcast. I am so excited and honored to have this very special guest on the Venture Love Podcast. For our listeners, you'll absolutely want to check Brooke Charlie out. Brooke is a PhD student studying the psychology of violence and criminal behavior with a master's degree in criminal justice. She has worked in both the legal and tech world, managing security and also dedicated four years of service in the Marine Corps. And even though all of that is so incredibly impressive, what I personally find most admirable about Brooke is just how down to earth, caring and powerful she is. She's also a true friend and I'm super duper lucky to have you in my life and so grateful to have you on the show. So welcome to the show, Brooke. I am honored to be here. Thank you so much, Violet. Mm -hmm. Um, So happy that you chose to interview me. So let's get started. Awesome. 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 So Brooke, as I stated, is a woman of many, many talents, and I think you'll have to have her um, in your life to just really get a good glimpse of just how amazing she is. So um, what I wanted to dedicate today's episode on is actually a really, really uh, important topic for many people, especially parents, and that is child safety. It's it's a huge, huge one that I've been learning about over the years and more so through my conversations with Brooke. So even before becoming a mom, you knew just how strongly I felt about keeping not just my baby safe, but all babies safe. Um, and so just a quick note to anyone listening um, to this episode. If you have your little ones around, I recommend putting on your headphones as some of the topics we'll cover today might be graphic or difficult for a younger audience to hear. So my first question to you, Brooke, is what made you want to study what many people might consider to be such a heavy and challenging topic, such as the psychology of violence and criminal behavior? So backtrack a little bit. I remember 100% your concerns on child safety as Mm -hmm. you were always wanting to be a mom and now that you are a mom. So I admire that you do see a lot of beauty in this world. You're my pocket full of sunshine because unfortunately my worldview is a bit more opposite and pessimistic. Uh, But then again, this is also why I'm in this field and having you as a friend balances that worldview. So thank you for that. Uh, you did mention before uh, the interview that there are scary places and that we should talk about the dangers of social media, specifically with certain platforms 
growing up, uh, I had a strict upbringing. My father, he had his reasons why I was not allowed to do, quote unquote, whatever I wanted. I thank him for that now. But I had indefinite trust in my father. Uh, he was open and had those conversations with me very early on. He was clear that if someone you know, ever touched me a certain way or made me feel uncomfortable, harassed me, bullied me, it could be a teacher, it could be a friend, it could be your neighbor, it could be anyone. So don't just trust and to let him know. Um, I think that was very powerful because that bond that we created, I knew from then on that I could tell my father anything and everything and to not feel ashamed, um, mm. but also that sadly the world is not full of sunshines <laughs> and rainbows. Yeah. Um, for you, Violet. And so uh, this talk about stranger danger mentality actually is not really accurate because it's not a stranger, it's the people that are closest to you that will sometimes abuse, often abuse your child and abuse them sexually as well mm -hmm. um, because they're a person of power. So this stranger danger mentality is false. Uh, usually abuse is propelled by someone the child already knows. Uh, with that said, who can you trust, right? The sexual exploitation of children online and how someone can randomly communicate with a child is very important to discuss. My father had that combo too with me and one out of every six or 10 kids, let's be conservative, one out of 10 will get some kind of invitation, you know? So imagine you're a little boy, girl, then they getting that. And if you haven't had that conversation with them, they might send a picture of their, you know, body parts without knowing. Since I was a child, I've always wanted to be a Marine. And so I became one and I want to continue serving in the civilian sector as best as I can. Um, but I do have a lot to learn about criminal behavior, security. And so I rely on, on other um, experts in the field. I can never go back to a job that isn't mission driven, hence mm -hmm. why. I made a huge uh, reset in my life last year to study this topic that is so sensitive. Fast forward to today, I've always been interested in understanding why people like my father are so vigilant, right? I think you said you, your parents were also like that. Why is it that they don't <laughs> just go on with, uh, with Johnny? <laughs> have, a nice, have a nice date at, uh, yeah. at age 13 or whatever early on, that's the world that I grew up on. Maybe that's a sad thing. I don't know, but I'm using that to my benefit to hopefully uh, make people more aware. Uh, this degree will allow me to understand the gray zones of violence. I think it's important to fully understand criminal behavior and violence mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things that go south when people who do not possess the credibility start throwing out policies and rules and regulations that don't necessarily protect the public, like children, our families, our household. So mm -hmm. it's up to us to be safe. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Brooke. I think that um, it takes like a really, really brave and strong person to study this and to make this like your life's mission to help other people because sadly, I think a lot of people turn the other way. Like they, they don't believe it. I think a big, it's sad to say, but I, you know, in terms of like child endangerment and exploitation and sex trafficking, it's just a horrible, tragic, but real thing that we're all facing in this world. 
I mean, I wrote a blog on this months ago about how I could have potentially been a kidnapped, exploited child. I, I don't know if I would be here today if that, if it wasn't for my dad who um, dropped the groceries to grab my hand before this man snatched me and ran away. And I was only two years old when we lived in Los Angeles and this happened. So and this happens quite more often than we think. You know, I don't think that the news really shares not even a tiny percentage of it, like not much of this is shared or exposed. And so as a kid, I felt frustrated with my mom because it was mainly my mom, right? I used to hate that I could never hang out with my friends. Um, I could never just like be like the other kids that they were told to be home before dark. Like that was not a thing. It was, we were picked up by my mom. We were dropped off and picked up and dropped off. And if it wasn't my mom, it was some adult, my dad, someone that we knew that we trusted, a family member. And I hated that. I hated that so much as a kid because I felt so overprotected and oversheltered. And looking back, I was only allowed to stay at one sleepover in my entire life. And that was only after my mom literally interviewed the mom and asked, are there any men in this house? Who lives in this house? Who are the people in this house? So I say that just to say that I understand for, I understand the feeling of being the child in an overly protective home, but now as an adult and now even more so as a mom, I thank my mom because I know the dangers are so real and mm -hmm. I'm so appreciative of her vigilance. Like you said, you know, her vigilance and wanting to protect us and wanting to care for us because what I've learned and reading and all the, all the things I've read and through talking to you is that it isn't that just, you know, yeah, sure. It is some stranger danger, but it is, it's the uncle. It's, it's all, it's not just men too. It's, it's the, the neighbor or the aunt or the teacher that's meant to protect the kids. You know, it's people that, you know, which is just so infuriating. And there's so many layers of this that I, you know, that we can dive deeper into, but yeah, there's just so much on this topic. I wish we could talk, spend more time on, but I think for parents like me, right. For parents like me who want to do their best to protect their kids, even as a baby, as they grow up, I guess my question to you is what are some tips or what are, what is some advice that you know, personally through your studies or through your exposure in this field that would really be so crucial for parents like us to say like, oh my God, this is what I need to know to keep my baby safe, to keep my kids safe. What, what would those be for you? That's a really good question because there's so much out yeah. there, right? And parents are busy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I admire parents. That's why I'm not a parent because I can't do that job right now. You become 100% selfless once you have a child and you mm -hmm. have a family. So my number one advice at the top of the list is to look at bark technologies check it out i understand that you can't just shelter your kid and say you're never having a phone that's also wrong and extreme of yeah. course there are extenuating circumstances like the you know your child could have a medical issue or you know specific types of context that they need to have and reach out in case of an emergency uh, so your kid might need a phone and that's okay at what age that depends on the maturity of your child you know are they honest with you trust respect their parents um, to tell them hey if they get something will they tell you maybe not so with that said, Bark Technologies does have a phone that allows you to track what your child is doing, where your child is, and you can incrementally step-by-step step, put in an app 
that they can look into and explore, but you have control over that, not them. Mm-hmm. And you see what they're doing. I am not an expert in bark technologies, but I 100% parents who look into it. It is my understanding that no other phone company does that right now. I could be wrong. These tech companies with their social media platforms have complicated safety, um, just safety technology, right? And they're not all safe. That sounds like an oxymoron, but, you know, there's things to turn off and turn on. And, you know, as a parent, you're busy. So I recommend protectyoureyes.com. They will break down all the apps and give you the resources you need and the dangers to watch out for with each platform. It just simplifies your life. Uh, You can buy drugs on Snapchat, Facebook. There is bullying. Child suicide rates have increased and invitations for extortion just keep increasing every year. Unfortunately, it doesn't get that much uh, media coverage, but it is. So protectyoungeyes.com will give you the tools you need to know what to turn off and on with certain platforms and what to watch out for. So highly recommend that. It'll make your life easier. Uh, Mm -hmm. You don't need to be a coder for that. Another very important tip is don't get complacent and don't assume that nothing will happen to your child. Mm-hmm. Please watch, I dare you to watch, Social Media Dangers, Childhood 2.0 by Bark Technologies. I dare you if you think my kid would never do this. My mm-hmm. school would never do that. You know, please watch it and you'll be surprised. Also, talk to your kids about bullying, harassment, sexual harassment, abuse, extortion. Have these conversations with them and know what they are doing on social media with their phones, you know, you're, you're in charge, you pay that bill. That's mm-hmm. where the Marine comes out. Like if I have a kid, good luck. I'm going to know everything that oh, kid God. is doing. <laughs> Unless they pay the phone bill, right? Yeah. Uh, don't assume they know what's good to do and not to do. I think that's already when you assume that, uh-uh. build that bond. So if a child has a so-called friend requesting a phone of their, um, their private parts, uh, genitalia, mm-hmm. that they're going to come to you and say, hey, dad, mom, what's this? What who do I send this? Or I remember you told me, hey, if this happens, I come to you, you know, so that they don't feel ashamed or broken because of that. Um, remember, let's be conservative. One out of 10, we'll get that. It's not wrong to have that conversation. Document everything that happens. If your kid does get bullied, screenshot. Remember, there are messages that delete. Document as much as you can. And last but not least, I do recommend Gavin DeBecker. There's a book called The Gift of Fear. Highly recommend it. In the back, he talks about the things to ask your school and see if they have it, along other types of things. In essence, using your intuition, not just trusting the babysitter that comes to your house. So good. Those are so, so, so good. I haven't heard of any of those. So I'm really happy that you shared them because I think, you know, for any parents listening, even if you don't have kids, I think if your goal is at some point to become a parent, having this in your brain, in the back of your mind and thinking like, Hey, at some point, these resources are going to be so, so valuable I think it is so important. It's not to be paranoid. You know, some people confuse paranoia for protection or for vigilance. And now at this age and being a parent, like I mentioned, is like, so it's so important to consider all these different things. I mean, the last thing I recently read about was another way that um, predators access your child is through gaming. 
video games, like video games, like messaging, any kind of platform where you can message a child, even through, apparently there's apps for children that predators predators will access as access as well pretending to be another 10 year old or 12 year old or whatever age they are um and then uh, luring them to meet up you know at the park or like the playground and and then you know we don't want to consider or think about what happens next but we all know it's not something good or safe and um i also want to touch on you know, technology is so, so important, but I think the biggest takeaway that I'm getting from you from this conversation is as much, as much technology there is, I think at the bare minimum, like the most important thing is the bond, like the bond that you have with your kid, because cell phones will come and go apps will come and go, but like the relationship that you have with your your baby because that's how I, I see my son he's like my baby and no matter how big he gets how old he gets he's always going to be like my little baby right like the bond that I build with him into the future is going to be so important and not just myself obviously like Vito my husband as well and the people that we bring into his life is just like how I just want him you know, and I'm sure every parent feels the same. You just want your child to come to you, to cut, to feel safe coming to you. And I think another thing that, that is coming up for me right now is feeling comfortable talking to your children about stuff that is uncomfortable. I, I know growing up in a Latin household, we talked about things, but some things were like, we don't talk about that. Or like, we don't want to deal with that. Or we don't, um, um, we don't talk about sex or we don't talk about this and that, but I think it's important to have those open conversations so that your child does feel safe coming to you. I mean, my dad would talk to me all the time. He would drop us off at school and every day, you know, don't smoke, don't drink. <laughs> who, who is that guy? Like he was curious. And I was like, oh, this is so annoying. Like, I don't want to tell my yeah. dad this stuff, <laughs> but, but that bond is what to this day, it makes me feel like I can tell him anything. And it's so important. So I'm so happy that you mentioned that. No, thank you. No, you're absolutely right. Um, hey, like our parents, they're not perfect, but they did something right to get us here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, I value everything that you said because it's so, it's so important. And I think like, even if it only impacts one parent, one child, it's done a huge service, um, in keeping that person safe and keeping that child safe. So, um, I loved having you as a guest. I feel like I want to have you a million more times because there's like a world of knowledge that you have that I don't. And I think that, you know, the listeners can value from having you on. Um, one final question I like to ask all of my guests now is what does it mean to venture a life that you love? Oof, great question. <laughs> uh, for me, venturing a life you love means uh, giving back, serving, making a difference in this world. Uh, fortunately, I have you to keep me on track so I can continue on that venture and not get lost or stuck. Um, I think this is common for a lot of veterans. We, we don't no, I, at least when you gave me this question, I was like, I, what, what is this venture into something I love, you know? Um, but that's why I appreciate you having me here. And it also means taking care of myself 
right? So I can continue and, and um, help others, hopefully. Mm -hmm. I love that. Awesome answer. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, and so for anyone that wants to connect with you, that wants to be in your world, to learn from you, to speak with you, how can people connect with you? How can people find you? Okay. Well, I don't add strangers on my Instagram. So, <laughs> and who, uh, whoever does get to know me will, you know, I'll look into it. But if you can find me on LinkedIn, it's Brooke Charlie, parentheses, Gutierrez, you'll know it's me because it'll say USMC veteran. Um, but also if anyone does have legitimate questions, uh, have them follow up with you and you can connect us. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I'm learning. I do want to credit all the people out there who are actively trying to catch these uh, quote, bad guys that exploit children. Mm -hmm. um, they're behind um, enemy lines and they're doing this 24-7. They're the ones that I really want to thank. Um, and also all the knowledge from Bark Technologies. You know, some heroes don't wear capes. Just to backtrack really quickly on your question, you said, how do I have this conversation with my child? There's mm -hmm. guidelines on that in that platform. So perfect. perfect. Awesome, 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 awesome. Um, and I will grab all of the recommendations and the links and the tips that Brooke shared, and I'm going to post them on my social media channels and in the podcast show notes so that whoever's listening, um, can access those links. And I'm just so, so grateful for you, your time, your expertise, and just for being here with us and sharing. So thank you so much, Brooke. Thanks, Violet. Thanks for tuning into the Venture Love Podcast. If you love this episode as much as I did, make sure to rate and subscribe so you never miss a future episode. And if you want to continue the conversation and share your biggest takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Yes, you. Head on over to my Instagram at violet underscore ventures to share your favorite part, grab a freebie, learn about my latest offerings, or check out my latest blog. I can't wait to connect and hear from you. This is Violet, and I'll see you next time on the Venture Love Podcast.